This podcast is brought to you by High Five Tom, a proud family member of Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. And honored to be part of The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of The Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. Revelry with Will and High Five Tom. I just wear this. I do wear this just for the podcast. So, yes, I know I'm aware that's recording. So, what up, High Fivers? Uh, this is your boy, High Five Tom. And I've got my very good friend, uh, the Oakland nominated podcast host, the only one on this podcast, uh, Mr. William Mercier Jr. Will, how are you this evening? I really should look into these things that I'm nominated for before I just start broadcasting it over the internet. This could be something bad. I hope it's not something bad. No, I mean, I mean, it's. I mean, we've had both get you know both uh, presenters of said award on this podcast. Yeah. We should probably have mentioned that when we had them on, but hopefully, we'll both oh, have. Right so, is this something like? I'm I'm not surprised that we missed the boat on this, but was there like an episode where they like announced nominees or like do I get nominated? Like how did, how does this process work? They did have an episode, um, where it was it was a while ago, so um, I'll track that down. So we'll figure something out. So maybe we'll get you a plaque or something, make it official. Well, that was gonna be the next question: Is, is there a prize? Uh, I think it's just a uh, pride. You know, it's just a. Uh, I, I could use some of that, so I, I'm, I'm here for it. So let's come update my Twitter. So that's a that's um, that's a long drink, huh? I, I've got myself uh, the 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 it's called the finished long drink, and I've got one of the cranberry ones. I tried one of the regular ones that was actually a zero sugar one. It tasted just like a Fresca. This is like the grapefruit and citrus. So this is. And the juniper berry. So this is cranberry, juniper berry, gin. A little cocktail in the can action. A little break from the Mountain Dew, even though I just finished one of those two. Uh, are you a gin guy? Never had gin before in my life until I had these canned cocktails. Mm. Tom and gin don't get along. It's not as bad as straight vodka, but I just can't get over the smell. I mean... Actually, wait. What what kind of alcohol would you put in an espresso martini with that gin? I mean, you could, but it'd probably be vodka. I've had espresso martinis; those, those those are pretty fun too. But I don't know what kind of alcohol was in it. I mean, you could get it with gin or, or uh, vodka. I mean, it's probably vodka, but um, this comes from the guy who doesn't drink hard alcohol anymore. So, what am I to say? I miss Mexico. <laughs> you guys got any plans on going back? Eventually. 
probably wouldn't we probably wouldn't go to the same place that we went to for for when we went earlier this year, but she she's got coworkers that go on like a fairly regular basis that have like places to go. They're in kind of the same area, but not the exact same place. So it's on uh, you know, it's it's on the back burner. So I mean you gotta save up for our trip to to New Hampshire, so just gotta save up in general. Yeah. Gotta get some money in the bank, you know what I'm saying? I do. Yeah, we gotta save up for a new car, so just don't tell our car. We're probably gonna keep our car just as a town car, but Yeah, we don't like doing car payments, so we're gonna do the old fashioned way, so Sorry, I was texting my mom here. I know. I so what's know what's? That's so. right. Tom Tom's texting his mom. I saw my mom today. Happy birthday, mom! Happy birthday, Will's mom. So, what's what's good in Milwaukee? Um, weather's well, been not bad. The smoke blew out, so the brewers are doing okay. Um, been pretty uneventful, so that's good. Yeah, went to the chiropractor this morning, so that was fun. So, and you're keeping up with the G one ish? You enjoying it so far? Yeah, I uh, I have watched every match so far, and uh, I I forgot to mention this in pre production, but I know you haven't been watching, but I suggest uh, you and everyone else go out of your way to watch the Shingle versus Aaron Hanari match that went on uh, this morning slash last night. Uh, well, well worth it. And uh, shout out to Aaron Hanare and his fucking rock and more actual. Uh, he's got one of those Mori tattoos on his face. Um, it's hard as fucking nails. So, but yeah, that, that shingle um, Hanare match is is well worth seeking out for sure. Um, Will, have you seen this 58 uh, tag team match? It's supposed to be one of the best matches ever. Yep. This FTR versus. Which, uh, what, what, oh, I, no. I, I don't, I don't. I don't keep up with Tony Khan approved vehicles. I know I might have to break that that um, that real quick and watch that match. Okay, um, but we've got a couple of question dishonors, and I think we're gonna do Brunnens first, um, just for the simple matter of uh, of the subject matter. And real quick, uh, not to bring the show down, but. Uh, good friend, our, one of our family uh, Discord family members, uh, Mr. Matthew Birch. He is a day one uh, Shining Wizards fan. Unfortunately, lost his mom uh, this week. Uh, we are not putting out his personal information because he did put it out on Twitter. Uh, but we do want to say, um, Mr. Birch, we haven't talked much in the real life yet. Um, but sorry to hear about that. Your mom, I know she's a big part of your wrestling fandom and everything. Uh, so our, with that in mind, our good friend Brundon sent in a rad question of dishonor. Um, Will, do you want to go over that question of dishonor? Absolutely. So, Sorry, Brundon's question. Oh, I almost heard an answer, but we got to get to the question first. Brundon's question What are your wrestling memories with your parents? Yeah, and this is a very loaded question for me. Um, and then, uh, obviously, and then Brent said, obviously, this is, this is inspired by uh, 
what happened to Mr. Burks. I'll shout out to him again. So if you need anything from us, let us know. Uh, what Brian said in answer my question, uh, my memories of my mom is her taking me to my first WWF house show in 96 uh, and getting to see a great taker um, versus Mankind main event. Also, her always calling Lawler Burger King, uh, even to this day, which is pretty great. Uh, my favorite, my dad, is uh, him bringing me, or being excited to tell me and my brother how he saw Honky Tonk Walt Savage with his guitar on Saturday night's main event. He really didn't watch at that point, but he knew we would love it. So, um, Will, do you have any par- parental um, wrestling memories? My mother was very opposed to my brother and I watching pro wrestling. In fairness, my brother and I are two hefty young boys. We didn't have a huge house. I mean, if we were starting to tussle around in the house, something was going to get knocked over or somebody, something was going to happen. Um, and you're on your So, like, I, as part of the, that, yes, that's part of the reason we're both so big. But it's so like I didn't start weren't allowed to start watching wrestling until 2002. But we had like some video games. Even then, having the video game, she wasn't really like thrilled out either. Uh, So my mom was kind of against it, like because I got like super into it. Like once we could start watching it, and like kind of me through middle school, I was like, it was all I would talk about. It was all I would like. And my mom was so sick of hearing about it. She's come around now, so she like she gets me like the the Orange Crush like magazines that came out. She you know she has no she bought me like the Jonathan Gresham like micro brawlers and stuff like that. Uh, but, like my and like my mom would talk a little bit about stuff that was when she was growing up. Like she got a tape that um, her brothers had, so I had Stark K ninety six. Nice. I think I think it was '96. That sounds too recent. Um, so it was probably an '86, not a '96. Ah, okay. uh, I so that like I thought that was cool. Uh, my dad, more, like you know, we'd all watch it together, but like my dad would take like, my brother and I to like to see the shows and stuff like that. So like. We go to the, it was always the Memorial Auditorium, Burlington, Vermont. And like my dad, a couple years ago, took all of us up to, we all went up to the Bell Center, watched a, a Monday Night Raw up there. That's awesome. Was Kevin, Kevin my, was, was Kevin Owens on that show at least? He was. So this was. Five, six years ago, Seth Rollins was the IC champ. Brock was the world champ, so he really wasn't around. Sami Zayn came out, and it was loud. <laughs> Kevin Owens came out, and you could hear a goddamn thing. But, yeah, it's always... Dad goes to the, the live wrestling shows. And like When I call and talk to him, like he still asks me, because my brother still like watches like every... WWE show and whatever, so they're like, "Oh, are you watching? You're keeping up with like this still." But I don't. I actually, one of the last times I was up there, but we're supposed to do the Penguin Plunge, but it got canceled due to weather. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sh- I showed my my dad some New Japan, and he's like, "You know, these people actually look like 
they could do some serious damage. I want to say I showed him it was a Shingo and uh, Big Tom match. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Ishii's got a fucking neck that's bigger than my fucking head. Like he's all neck. Like he's just. Yeah, I don't know how that guy ever fucking loses, but um. That that he he has he has a single he has, he has a single vertebrae at this point. <laughs> no shit. It's one long vertebrae, yeah, with no thing of robbers in the middle. Um, yeah, it's, it's how do I how do I put this? Um, I love my parents. Don't get me wrong. Um, and my dad did take me to my first show. Um, but really the, the parental figure that got me in there was very into the wrestling was my buddy, Andy, who's been a previous guest, you know, for uh, uh, hunt for October, uh, future guest with uh, Slapshot and Heathers and everything. But, uh, his dad was big into watching the wrestling and everything. Uh, my dad took me to my first show, uh, you know, and he would get me some merch and stuff like that. Uh, but I just had a really awkward conversation with my dad uh, a couple months ago or he regrets taking me to that show because now I still watch wrestling as a 45-year-old man, um, which really kind of irked the living shit out of me. I know it's, I don't know, my, my dad's just my dad, so, I mean, he is who he is. I love my dad, but I just kind of had to explain to him all the positives uh, that's brought into my life, so, um, you know. But we, we've mended that fence. But with my mom, my mom was always very supportive. Uh, when my parents first split up, uh, Friday nights were for me and my mom because I was still like 12, 13. Uh, we didn't have cable or anything, so um, she'd always rent us wrestling videos, and we would uh, we would get deep fried ch- chicken and uh, taco dip from the grocery store. And mom and I would watch wrestling. It's the first time I saw, uh, yeah, Hulk Hogan suplex the Big Boss Man off the big blue steel cage. And then uh, <laughs> I was also watching wrestling with my mom one time when the earthquake uh, had squished Damien. Uh, Jake the Snake Roberts uh, Snake and this was the moment that mom had to break to me that wrestling might not be on the up and up and we got into a huge fucking art and I'm like 14 by the way at this point so um, you know and listen you, I, you hit her with it so really damn it um, yeah and, and in my defense like I said I am a bit older than Will uh, you know I might be a bit older than a solid chunk of our demographic I mean 14 is 1991 uh, so obviously the Hogan and Earthquake or Jake the Snake Roberts was feeding with Earthquake so if that tells you anything you know we had we didn't have the, the internet and the dirt sheets and you know it wasn't as well known as it is today about the you know maybe not being so much on the up and up but yeah my mom and I had a huge argument and that was the first time I realized that Wrestling might not be what I thought it was. Um, yeah, so it was really cool. I mean, that, that bubble was not shattered for me until I was like 14 or 15. And then, and ironically enough, after that happened, then the internet explodes. And then I actually just started to really like and appreciate wrestling even more. Um, so I always joke around that I figured this out about Santa Claus. Santa Claus I was like five. But uh, wrestling, I was like 14. So, you know. So yeah, that's uh, my, my my parental experience with uh with wrestling. My mom, she's okay with it now. Um, and yeah, they they still don't get it, but you know, I I do what I want. Um, so as long as the wife's happy, you know, it's all really matters. So yeah. So Brennan, so once again, uh, Mr. Burks, I said yeah, sorry to hear about your mom. I know she's a humongous influence on your wrestling and everything, dude. So 
Uh, like I said before, man, if you need anything, reach out. Um, but yeah, Will, do you have anything to add before we go into our second question of Dishonor? This time it's Dishonor with a U. I do not. You know, it, it was, you know, as expressed, you know, our condolences to Matthew Birch, but we, we had said in the group chat, like when Brent first posed the question, it's like, oh, I'm going to see my mom the day that we're recording. So it's kind of like, because he followed Matthew Birch up afterwards, just so I, I write it as like, oh, members of my parents, I'm going to go see my mom today. What a, what a serendipitous thing. Yeah. So, all right. But our second question uh, from our good friend, uh, one of our favorite high fivers, and sorry, Will, that Rob got your, his stickers before you got yours. Um, hopefully yours in the mail. We'll be in the mail soon. Um, is, I just had it up. Um, very timely. Um, and I don't understand all this QT Marshall hate. Um, I saw a bunch of people talking shit about QT Marshall on the Twitter machine earlier. Um, but I had it up. I think a big part of it is probably just how he was shown like when AEW first started because it kind of made him seem like a scrub. Yeah. And then he had the factory. So it was like a scrub leading a faction of scrubs. Fair enough. Um, but I was good. That dirt sheet driver, so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said also. Good shouts run. out to Rob. Shouts out to Rob for using the pin tweet to leave his question of dishonor. My man, I'll buy that man a chili jacket. Yes, yes. So next time you're in the states, Rob, you let us know. Uh, chili jackets are on us. Uh, make sure you send in your answer to when you get a chance. But um, and Rob says, uh, hashtag question dishonor. Uh, that's honor O U R. Um, I know that's you do. Honor. Honor. I know you don't like TK properties, but and he's not right. And he's talking about Tony Khan, not our good friend, Mister Tim King. Uh, if 2023 QT Marshall swap places with himself in 2013. Who would reform QTV with from the 2013? So we need a powerhouse, Will Hobbs, uh, veteran, Johnny TV, uh, woman, Harley Cameron, and uh, jobber, Aaron Solo, which is ironic because Aaron Solo used to wrestle for uh, Ring of Honor. So, um, Will, do you want to do this together or do you want to do them separate or? I mean, it's kind of slim pickings for some of these, right? So a powerhouse. Who who do we have, really? Who would you consider to be powerhouse wrestlers that we got right now? We got Elgin, right? Kind of obvious powerhouse. Would you say Steen? Elgin and Steen? Would you say those are the powerhouse? Because nah. even Steen doesn't really seem to be like... He's not necessarily portrayed as like a powerhouse. I mean, honestly, there, there's really only one answer for this, and it's got to be Elgin. Um, the only other really, I mean, yeah, there's no other real powerhouses in Ring of Honor right now. So, yeah, so I'm going to go with Elgin. And then... Uh, All right, so then the the veteran. veteran. Honestly, because Q, like, the, this, this is supposed to be, like, a power faction, right? Like, this is supposed to be, like, the cutting edge. I know they had beef in the past. But what if 
he met fences and we have Rod Strong is the is the veteran. Yeah. Um that's a good point. I didn't even think of that. So I mean I see a lot of similarities um in the Johnny T V style and Roderick Strong. Hell yeah. Unless we want to I mean because the question was in 2013, right? So it's like, who who do you have that's there? I mean, and it's weird to say like Strong is a veteran because he's still like two years old at this point, but he is like compared to the common people out there, he is the veteran. Him, Eddie Edwards, Davy Richards. Well, I mean, he's, I mean, and plus, he's, I mean, he's been in Ring of Honor for ten years at this point, so I mean, I definitely consider him a veteran at this point. So, um, he's pretty close to day one, so. You know, and obviously Edwards or, or Richards aren't don't really fill that hole, and Matt Hardy just would be too extreme for me. So I think Roderick Strong is the next pick. But you talk about Slim Pickens, though, Will, um, our, our female uh, in the Harley. A woman. It's got to be. It's got to. It's got to be Maria Canellis. Maria Canellis has been hinting. There's something bigger planned. Big plans. Let's bring in Maria Canellis. Does Harley Cameron, does she wrestle or is she just rap? I have no idea who that is, so. I know she rapped the other day against. I don't know. I don't know. All right, we'll go. I mean, because obviously you want to talk about Slim Pickens, obviously the women. Um, you know, obviously you've got. Mar- I think it's also women that would, it's also, also women that would fit, right? Because, like, Mischief wouldn't really fit. Well, I mean, she might fit really out. Maria Canellis fits great. I mean, Mischief might fit, as we find out later on in the Night of Hoopla. If we've got Mike and Elgin in this group. But, uh, but no, I like Maria Canellis. That's a good pick, uh, for sure. And Jobbers, there's just so many. Um, you know, we just see Will Ferrara tonight. Fuck it. I mean, I know he's technically not, and he had a great uh, match in the Night of Hoopla, but I'm going to say Cheeseburger. Yeah. When I think about 2013 jobbers, it's got to be cheeseburger. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Cheeseburger. I feel like cheeseburger cheese, cheeseburger is kind of a jobber to the stars right now. Yeah. Um, He's really the only jobber we've seen featured lately. We don't really have, like, we haven't seen a, a grizzly, a grizzly redwood in a while. I haven't seen, uh, what was it, Mike Seidel, right? That's the one we see. Yeah. Haven't seen a Mike Seidel. We haven't seen the haven't seen Bravado Brothers. That's bullshit. Just when they're getting hot too. Bastard. So all right. Hear that? Uh, Tom said it. They go to they go, they went to Japan. They came back. They got hot. And then they took them off TV. Uh, so Rob. And then they're gone. The 2013 members of QTV are Michael Elgin. In the powerhouse spot, then Roger Strong as your veteran, the go-to guy, and then we've got Marie Canales as the the female mouthpiece slash uh, uh, well female of the group, and then yeah, cheeseburger, uh, definitely cheeseburger is probably is the probably I mean obviously Aaron Solo is a quote-unquote jobber, uh, but the guy can fucking go, and as we find out, uh, spoiler alert here, uh, we do find out that cheeseburger can also go, so yeah, cheeseburger is a good pick. So, um, but yeah, once again, Rob, thank you so much. And make sure um, you get us your answers uh, for next week, and we will let you know. Um, but yeah, keep.
keep those questions coming. Um, like I said, use the pin tweet. Uh, helps us because Will and I That's, are very good yeah. at pin tweet at our way on the Twitter machine. So, um, all right. Well, Will, it's uh, we might as well get this done and over with. I, I try to be a positive person. Uh, it's finally here. Every, everybody hit your everybody hit your Britt Baker concerns. It's time for the night of hoopla. <laughs> This is the moment Will and I have been dreading for over a month. Um, but, you know, this... That, that tweet didn't get a lot of traction, but I was really hoping it would. My, when you bust Tom's ball, this time I'm having to watch Night of Hoopla, and then you actually have to watch Night of Hoopla. Uh, um, well, it's not as much traction as anytime we're I'm going I'm going to go out and say it to kind of set the mood here. I feel like this pay-per-view gave me blue balls. Okay, then. So, um, Night of Hoopla, this is unauthorized, so we have no commentary. These are... Uh, so, that was interesting. They're not unsanctioned matches because they are, like, disqualifications. One, This is just this is a big... Show. Um, and listen, Will and I were it's talking in, in pre-production. Uh, the simple fact is why they released this one on Honor Club. Listen, they were in Milwaukee the next night. I'm not sure what happened there. So we could have looked up on Cage Match, I'm sure. Uh, then they had a Dearborn show uh, the night after that, but they picked this one. Um, but yeah, July 11th, 2013. Uh, do you have any idea what you're doing July 11th, 2013, Will? Twenty thirteen, so that's ten years ago today. Ten years ago. I think on my last summer off from college is I'm pretty sure I finished my degree in that fall. Nice. Yeah, this is uh when when Faith and I so I would have been working. Um Yeah. So um but I do want to shout out real quick. Uh, this does take place at one of, unfortunately now, former places to watch wrestling. Uh, it is 115 Bourbon Street uh, venue in Marionette Park, Illinois, uh, which used to be home to uh, every other AAW show, including usually the uh, the Windy City Classic, their big show. Uh, but their insurance company for Bourbon Street, uh, they recently X'd all combat activities in the bar. Uh, it's a real shame. It's As, as you can see in this, this video here, hopefully we get to see it again. Uh, it's a beautiful venue. It's a great setup for wrestling and everything. So uh, that kind of sad. But set the tone here, Will, real quick. Uh, truth comes out. Obviously, it's Night of Hoopla uh, with Scarlett. Um, and Scarlett's dress matches her hair. So good job on the coordinating there. Uh, but truth tells, you know, because uh, we're at a bar, but don't drink and drive. Because you might hit a bus, and those kids will never be 18 years old, and he's going to run out of. So we're starting with the creepiness right off. Uh, we do get Scarlett's rendition of the National Anthem. Uh, definitely my in-laws would definitely not be happy with that. Uh, but she sings pretty solid, uh, and her top's very patriotic. And, of course, we get a USA chant uh, from uh, 
you know, and obviously anyone that listens to any of my well, podcast vehicles knows talk, you missed the part where she, she starts. You missed the part where she's she strips during this process. So starts out in a red dress, and then the dress comes off. I mean, but yeah, no, the actual singing part. See, like, I was willing to give it the benefit of the doubt. Right? We load this up. We've been dreading this for a while because Martini might be soured on a, a pro wrestler we we've been in the podcast we went from being pretty high on truth martini to now being like oh no truth martini you know the, the song it was goofy like and it's like that it's supposed to set the stage like all right this is gonna be goofy because right after this they they took truth martini announces our opening match is a triple threat match for the tv title yeah matt taven Adam Cole and Eddie Edwards. Yeah. And a super solid match. On on paper, you're like, listen, if this is supposed to be just some goofy house show with a lot of truth martini antics, but we're going to get matches like this, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, we went from now. I mean, this match was still... This, like this, don't get me wrong. This was a very house showy match. Like they, they kind of like brawl out into the crowd. They just pretty much Cole and Edward just pretty much just beat the shit out of Taven the whole time. They dunk him in the trash can. They like throw the trash can. Like it's very house showy. Like the crowd is like on the floor, so like they interact with like the crowd a lot. The bit where Taven was trying to get like the guy to like help whip me, like he sells a, like they throw him into the ring. He's like, "Why would you do that?" And he goes, "I don't know." Well, it's funnier because earlier that well, I mean Taven or uh, Edwards puts the uh, Taven on that guy's lap, grabs his phone, and the guy's taking a selfie of Taven getting chapped on his lap, and then and then that same guy whips Edwards and he does the, the baseball slide. Uh, yeah, which is which is funny because I, I have my notes here because I'm not used to like a no barricade show. Um, at this venue, so it's kind of cool to see that because in Ring of Honor in general, we this is I don't think I think this is the first time no barricade uh, this is the first time no barricades we've seen for Ring of Honor too I think. The the Ring of Honor barricade is a character unto itself. Yeah, but they didn't have this show, so you know a, a lot of fun no, spots. You know why Tom? That would be Ring of, that'd be Ring of Honor branding. That would be an authorized event. This is unauthorized. Oh yeah, that's a good point. So. How, remember, House of Hoopa is for all ages, but parents might want to be strongly advised. Yeah. Um, I did chuckle where they did that ref DDT spot. Um, but obviously, in the end, uh, Scarlett gets on the apron. She's shaking her wares. You know, Edward spanks her, um, but he gets distracted long enough, taking, you know, that sweet DDT that Taven does, man. That's a fucking nasty DDT. I really do enjoy that. A uh, very and, believable where Edward sells like a buck every time. Yeah, um, and it, we talked about our finishing moves previously, and, and that's a very believable DDT um, for the one, two, three. You know, and like I said, it was a fun match. You know, it was, uh, and then in the end, Cole and Edwards do the London Bridge, the high ten, and they the, yeah, the the Eiffel Tower because they they did something where oh, it's ropes, and 
they were the crowd started chanting Eiffel Tower because she was kind of like trying to make advances on both Cole and Edwards. Ah, it's a Eiffel Tower. So they did like, they did they did the Eiffel Tower thing and like they were like moving their hips like in like in rhythm with the chant. So again, it's Fine. if it's gonna be like this this goofy on the nose, very like okay, like I it's a it, is this something I would want to watch for almost three hours? No. But if it's just going to be pretty much like boys' night, if you want to call it, like, or it's just going to be like, there's just going to be, you know, bikini clad women, but you're going to get matches like Cole versus Edward versus Taven. There hopefully there should be enough there to make it worth sitting through and watching. Right. Because, I mean, like, you said, Arcade Free, so like, if you were in attendance, it's great because you're, like, you're right there. And they can just, like, go, like, we saw it. Like, they went, like, through the crowd. Like, they went, like, around the crowd. And then, like, interacted with the people in the crowd. So, it's, like, as a fan, great, right? You know, yeah. like you said, some guy got sat on the guy's lap. They took his phone and they took pictures. It's, like, nobody else has that experience. Nobody else is going to be able to say, like, oh, I got a picture with Matt Taven. Oh, he was sitting on my lap. Yeah, um... But man, you know, I, I understand what the point of this show was. You know, and I and obviously I've got very well documented heat with Chicago, but goddamn, there were some fucking mouth breathers in this guy. And we'll get to it a little bit later. But oof. Yeesh. But, you know, it is what it is. But Will, uh, next. Uh this is where I was wondering where the fuck are we gonna go with this show? But uh Jimmy Jacobs. And we get a rendition of Lacey. Lacey, Lacey, Lacey. And then he sings his new song. He did Lacey in another song, yeah. Dedicated to all the wanderers out there uh, and the women who love them. So uh, this is interesting. I love Jimmy Jacobs. He's very, you know, we talk about him very highly on this show. Not my favorite show. It was kind of a weird segment. I was kind of like, so is this a variety show? Like, because again, if that's what it's going to be, like, I'm on board for it. Like I'm, if we want to have like different, like singing, dancing, like goofy, whatever I do, it's like, I will play ball. I will suspend my personal feelings of Ruth Martini long enough. And I'll have, I'll try to, to have fun. Yeah. Well, and then, this next match, I didn't love the match. But the potential to be, a lot of fun. We 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 pretty much had you know a match that most fans probably didn't think they'd see. We saw Ultimate Warrior versus Randy Savage. Black Machismo King of kind of. versus the versus the Warrior Delirious and uh Maria playing the Earl Hetner role. And uh we even got Queen Sherry. Um who uh <laughs> Maybe wanted to work on her promo skills a little bit more before this, but uh, you know she did forget. But uh, no, will not to be this guy. But you do understand what this match was, right? Yes. Okay. And this is pretty much yeah. This is Warrior and Savage at WrestleMania Seven to a T. See, I didn't know that. Like, I assumed it was supposed to be like a match that like actually happened, but like yeah. 
Jay Lethal's in full black machismo. He comes out to like the the Randy Savage music. He comes like down through the crowd and I, like when he did it's that. It's funny. It's goofy. And it's like because obviously, I mean, say what you will. Obviously, Will, you're not a big Jay Lethal guy. Obviously, but I mean, his fucking Randy Savage impression is fucking spot on. I was a big Black Machismo fan. Okay. When that, that was, when I was a thing in uh when in, in Impact, I was a big fan. You know, he's talking about the Warrior, and then obviously it's Delirious. But I was really hoping Delirious is going to come out to the Warrior song and just like tear into the ring, just you know, doing Warrior things. But I was trying, to, I was trying to hear if like it was because the yeah. audio was a little. Yeah, pretty typical for him. Well, like if yeah, Delirious played into it a little more. Like he goes to kind of promo, he just was like, a, <laughs> and he says words. He enunciates English, which I don't think I've ever heard. Warrior. <laughs> like, like he said something to Sherry, and even the guys in the crowd's like, "Wait, you just said words." Um. Yeah, this is pretty much an exact replica of uh, Randy Macho Man's uh, retirement match against the Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania 7. Uh, probably the highest rated Ultimate Warrior match of all time. Definitely go out of your way if you've never seen it. Uh, and like you mentioned, Maria is the ref, and we do get uh, Sensational Sherry here. Um, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't recognize who she was, but I'm not sure if he had a career or anything. But, uh, uh, but I mean, Maria obviously an interesting choice as the referee here, and uh, they stayed pretty close to the match um, until the end. Uh, instead of eating the pin, to or uh, basically what had happened was um, at the end of the match, in, in the first time, is uh, you know Savage hits like four elbows on Warrior. Warrior kicks out, uh, does a running thing, pin Savage. It's a big roll up, but it was fun. It was cool. They did a roll up. Um, and, uh, I do miss, uh, the Macho Man Will, you know, I'm not sure. Did you, well, you caught, I mean, you, you missed obviously his prime, but do you have any good Macho Man memories? Have you gone, I mean, I know you're not a good, you know, big go back and watch kind of guy, but. Uh, my fond memory of Randy Savage is from the Sammy Spider-Man movie. Okay. When. He played Bones all. Yeah, and then, like I said, it's funny, like, in in the real life when this first happened, uh, Macho Man did ask uh, Elizabeth to marry her, you know, when she goes, well, basically, uh, Macho Man loses, Sherry starts beating her up, Elizabeth comes out of the crowd, starts beating on Sherry, and then Macho Man's like, oh, will you marry me? And then, uh, which is funny, because they were actually divorced in the real life, and that actually, that happened, but... uh, but yeah, he does a promo. Um, so he asked Elizabeth Maria to, to marry her, and she says no the first time. <laughs> um, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, you know, and then uh, Sherry puts the boots to him, and then Elizabeth throws her out. Uh, and then she says yes, but then Bennett comes out of nowhere, uh, you know, and takes Maria away to kind of to break the kayfabe. So interesting, like you so said. A couple, couple, couple things. I love that Ruth Martini trying. Martini isn't necessarily like a super straight face character, but you could tell the 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 Jay Lethal, like the the Macho Man impression was like really, like he was like legitimately, yeah, laughing, cracking. Up. He's he's got it so down, like mannerisms, like every little like 
part of it is so like immaculately done. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And another thing, I don't know if you saw this or had known about this, but Delirious could not wrestle for Ring of Honor. It was part of his contract that he could not actually wrestle in the initial deal with Sinclair. Interesting. So this is unauthorized, so they gave him a chance to go in the ring? Right. I don't remember exactly where I saw, but I saw, when I was looking for like whatever, it was I saw somewhere, and I'm, I apologize if I'm wrong, and I'm lying. I'm pretty sure I, I'm caught positive I saw this. That he had the book, and when they signed the Sinclair deal, they didn't want him being an in-ring participant. So that's why we really haven't seen Delirious, but because this is an unauthorized Ring of Honor event, he could, they could bring him out to wrestle. And he's Delirious. And obviously that, that changes later on because Delirious has become more of a full-time wrestler again later on. Yeah, and he's wrestling as the Delirious Warrior, not Delirious, you know, so. Oh, interesting. I did not, actually, I did not know that. Interesting, so. Um, I, I will make sure to find I'll make sure to find a source for this and I will have Tom put it in the show notes or I'll, you know, I'll make a tweet and I'll, I'll be embarrassed just when I got dragged by a couple comic creators earlier this week uh, member people people can just google search things and even if you don't tag them they might still see it and you might look like a real jerk <laughs> yeah yeah um well, this is where, I mean, this is kind of what we expected this next segment. Um, oh, it's, uh, I'm sorry, Tom. I got, I actually have it right here. Dr. McGoose. So it's in this, this little, so to quote this article, Delirious doesn't appear too often these days. In fact, his last scheduled appearance was unceremoniously canceled when he turned out to contact with Sinclair as part of the creative team didn't put him as a wrestler. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. And uh, Tom, this next bit is uh, I I fell asleep. Took a little nap. <laughs> so I woke up being like, "What the hell's happening?" <laughs> yeah. Um. So well, I mean, this is definitely kind of what we expected. You know, this to be. You know, and I was glad we at least got a couple matches before it happened. But uh, and like Will mentioned earlier, Truth still still laughing after the match is still laughing at Macho Man. So it was cool to see Truth kind of break character a little bit there. Uh, that was a lot of fun. But it's the pants off, you know, which we knew was going to happen. Uh, and we even get uh, former guest, pants off, dance off, uh, Mister the Outlaw Zach Hendricks of Country Air, where you've heard uh, a watch along on this very podcast. Uh, his current fiance. Uh, is one of the Hoopla Hotties, uh, the AAW legend is Val Malone, uh, along with Scarlett in Silesia. And then we get Jeff Jones, uh, the former so man Jones. So yeah. she was the the she was the unnamed Hoopla Hottie? Yes. Yeah. So, um, but it was cool because it was crowd- very different in that, that watch along we did with uh, Silas versus Elgin from the AAW. Think so? I mean, the, the lighting for the Silas Elgin match was also a lot better. Yeah. 
Yeah, ironically enough. Um, Again, but, I, I, I screwed this up when like, Baby Richards came out. Yeah. Um, so I kind of woke up and I'm like, oh, there's there's the hotties the in the ring with a guy dressed as a judge. I'm like, oh, there must have been some kind of like. Well, I mean, this you know, was, it was premium. Jeff, it was Judge. It was Judge Jeff Jones, uh, the former manager for Mike Awesome. I know you're not much of an EC, ECW historian, but we did get a Mike Awesome chant. That uh, uh, that was pretty cool. I didn't know who this guy was. I I didn't realize it was actually something that like people could have potentially known without looking up. Yeah, and listen, other I, stuff around it. I knew the name, but I and I knew he was Mike. That was about it. And uh, but it was really cool because he did shout out Mike Awesome right away. But yeah, I mean, it went like you would think. Um, we do need to track down some Mike Awesome matches in Japan. So, and then uh, I, you know, obviously they're about to announce Val as the winner of the Pants Off Dance Off. Uh, when Davey Richards shows up, uh, the crowd wants to take his pants off, but you know he comes in. He's dropping names like Samoa Joe and CM Punk and blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then Davey does the widest stance I've seen in a long time, and that's saying a lot coming from a guy that's, uh, yeah, definitely very Caucasian. And it, it barely qualifies, like, again, like, I'm, I'm a little okay with it, right? Like, if, if he's trying to play it up, right, and he's trying to, like, play along with, like, it's like, Davey Richards is, has He's gonna dance like a, a sheet of white pinging in front of a fan, right? He's just gonna be like, like very, very rigid movements. He's like humping the rope. He does like not really like a moonwalk on the ropes, but like a shimmy. Yeah, but it's a uh, it's a it's a bit cringe. It's a uh, and he pretty much assaulted. He pretty much he pretty much assaulted uh, Scarlet. Uh, Immortalized in film, you really did that. Um, yeah, it was it was a little rapey. You know? we, should, we should have had a we should have had a, we should have had a counter for how many times Scarlett Bordeaux had her ass slapped this night. Yeah, um, but yeah, and then he because he, he 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 cuffed all three of them. Yeah, that's creepy. Which again, um, it's like it's like it's too long. It's like, let's get a move on. And thankfully, Silas Young comes out. Um, He's like, this is bullshit. <laughs> well, his music hits, and then they go on for a little bit, and he doesn't come out for like 30, 40 seconds. That was just awkward. Um, so, and I, you know, I don't know if they're saying that. I mean, do are they going to acknowledge that Val and Silas are married here, or what's going on? Um, but obviously, he's the last real man, so he's running down Davey Edwards for, or Davey Richards for doing what he's doing. Uh, and then... Uh, we get a Davey Richards versus Silas Young match. Um, you know, I was very On excited. paper. Hell of a match on paper. Fucking stoked. I'm excited. You know, and, and they're going at it, going tit for tat. Um, Silas takes a powder, but then Martini comes out again. And this becomes... Yeah, Silas, Silas was leading the a lot. That, that's what led to this. You know, Silas would get back in the ring. He's trying to get the upper hand, but Davey Rich is kind of like out wrestles him or whatever. Back out, he goes back out to the side of the to kind of like recover, compose himself. Martini says, "You know, 
I want to keep this in the ring, so I'm going to bring out some lumberjacks. Some jills. Tom, do you do, do you want to have the unfortunate privilege of explaining what the, these lumberjills are? Um, I mean, yeah, it was just a bunch of guys dressed in drag. I tried to see if I recognized anybody. I'm sure these guys were all local talent. I'm sure. Um, you know, I kind of recognized a couple guys. Uh, yeah, it's just a bunch of guys dressed in drag, which you know, I mean, whatever. You know it. But, it but here's your problem, right? They're not actual drag queens, right? They're people that they just hold to dress like women, so it looks horrendous. Yeah, it's it's you know, it looks grossly insensitive. And again, I was hoping that was going to be like one of our roster people. So I'm trying to like figure out if I can recognize it. Because if it was at least just like Ring of Honor people, it's like, all right, this is a little funny, right? If we had like Roger Strong comes out and like, you know, like an address says like he's one of the, the lumberjacks, like, okay, yeah. this this could, you know, it's again not in great taste. But the fact that he just had like pretty much a bunch of nobodies and just really shitty drag and it's like this it, like this was the the start of the night. Yeah, this is tied for the worst segment, and we'll get to that in here in a second. But and I think just the reason I'm so bitter about it because this match, like Will said earlier, on paper would rule fucking ass. These two are goddamn fucking made for each other. That's the bottom. I like when this happened. I'm like, oh, let's fucking go. Um, but no, you know, uh, we did get some awesome homophobic chants. So great job, Chicago. Nice work, at fucking mouth breathers. Uh, but. Uh, you know, Davey hits double stop on Silas, but Silas kicks out. Uh, but then Silas kicks out into the ankle lock, and he taps out. Uh, you know, a, a disappointing ending. You know, a, a disappointing match. Uh, hopefully, these two run it back someday. I mean, and you're you're skipping the you you totally skipped the the kissing gimmick where one of the quote unquote drag queens like grabs his ass or whatever, and then they plant a big fat one on him. And I would. Of course, is reeling because. Well, I don't know if I, I yeah. skipped that or just didn't so, want to mention it, but yeah, I guess that happened too. Well, yeah, it led to the conclusion. Yeah, actually, I missed that, so... Hmm. Okay, well, thanks, Will. See, like I said, I take notes. You, you, you remember... That. You remember... Sorry. Sorry, sorry I brought this to your attention. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, you don't even take notes. You remember more shit than I do, so... Uh, but yeah, then Davey starts singing uh, The Happy Gilmore, so... That's over with, thank you. Oh, yeah, that was so... Oh, dude, Rick is like, I'm going to sing my song. And he starts... He doesn't even do the whole song. He just does, like, the, the two lines from the... the I want to kiss you all over. The, like, the, the one that Adam Sandler sings it, like into the intercom. Yeah. And it's like, this is so... Bad. Bad. Like, he made Jimmy... Which, Jimmy- again, if we, elim- if we eliminate... I don't even want to call them drag queens. If we eliminate the the guys outside the ring, right? And if this was just a bit where David Richards come out and he's like trying to like he's trying too hard, right? He's trying to be like, I'm gonna try to do a sexy dance and I'm I'm gonna sing. It's like, oh, this is bad. It's just Davy Richards is just as like it's just not working, like <laughs> Yeah. Again, 
could have potentially been honestly great, but you know, fun in the spirit of the event, it could have potentially have been fun. And this match, if you look it up, it just says Davy Richards versus Silas Young, which you would have no reason to believe that would suck. That should be great. Yeah. Well, we go from bad to worse. Uh, next, we've got uh, the mouth-breathing time of the show where uh, Truth starts pimping on Scarlet for people to get closer to the fans. Uh, some guy gets picked uh, out of the ring uh, to get a lap dance, but he doesn't get the lap dance from who he thought it was. Uh, you know, all the people... Right, they have him, like, grab a chair and, like, they bring it up on stage and blindfold him. Um, yeah, the crowd goes nuts. Guy flips what out. Do you think? you think it's a... You think it's a plant? I think you so. You think that guy was a plant? Yeah. Um, yeah, we get lots of fat shaming in this. Basically, fuck this segment. I don't even want to talk about it. That's what happened. Unless you have anything. To yeah, it's uh, it's not good. It, it's really... It's really not good. No. Yeah, I was I was borderline upset with this with with that how that went down. So um, yeah, it was you know I mean if you want to say like it, it it was a really gross thing and it took up a lot of time. Yeah. You know. It went way longer than I thought it was going to. It's like this is not not good. Now if that guy's reaction had been different when the blindfold came off, he'd just be like, oh okay, well whatever. Then I would have been a little less. Well, that's why I asked you. If- that's why. That's why I asked you if it was a plant, right? Because of how like big the reaction was, like had to have been a plant, right? Yeah. So then, if it's a plant, I, I feel like I need to. I feel like I have to believe it's a plant because if that wasn't a plant and it's just the guy, which again, you know, if you know the cameras are on, you're gonna obviously ham it up or whatever. But like the whole segment was just. Yeah. So I mean, if he's a plant and that's his reaction, not so good. Fuck the segment even more. So. Um, but will um, we do go and actually so we go from a very big low uh, to a pretty big high. We actually get a tag team championship match here. Uh, well, was it a tag team or was it a championship match or was it just a random tag team match? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, think but, it, I think it was a title match. Red Dragon actually showed up for a show. Who knew? <laughs> Weird. I funny how I follow that works. Uh, but they took on Roderick Strong and his partner Cheeseburger. Our first time where we actually get to see uh, Cheeseburger in extended action. Uh, the newest member of QT in 2013. Um, and he was in the Cheeseburger, uh, he had the Cheeseburger outfit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I did love the Cheeseburger's going to kill you chant. Uh, Cheeseburger's over and well-deserved. Uh, you know, and Kyle O'Reilly was a great dancer. Always. You know, they really, it was awesome. Um, you know, CB sold the show. I'm going to call him CB just for the sake of conversation here. Uh, but obviously, Kyle O'Reilly is a great seller. Um, honestly, I should have took more ma- notes on this match, but the match was fun. You know, a lot of fun double tag, you know, tag team matches. Obviously, Roderick Strong using his strength and throwing, you know, cheeseburger around and everything. And, uh, um, and, and you know. Right. It's, it's kind of. It's nice to see the these three more experienced guys are taking this newer kid, right? And like they're letting the shit in. Yeah, that's believable for what he could actually do, and because they probably could tell too, like he's over the crowd, literally a dick to a match. Like Roddy was trying to win. Roddy was like, "Oh my, this is my partner." <laughs> yes, I mean, you know, he's he's a triple crown champion for nothing, you know. And and, and to, to his credit, man, he's. Cheeseburger took a fucking ass whooping in this match too. Um, 
Yeah. Hey, Always listen, does. You know, listen, <laughs> it's, it's one of those matches, listen, I didn't take a lot of notes, so it was that good. Um, you know, in the end, obviously, Red Dragon gets a win with, with Chase and the Dragon, but obviously, by far, match, I mean, I, honestly, I think, and obviously, the main event was really good. The opening triple threat was pretty good, but I personally think this is match of the night. By a decent large margin. It, I think it feels like the best match, too, because they're, it was almost like it was free of all the goofy shit that kind of permeated everything else. Right. Like, this felt like a match you could have just seen on a Ring of Honor TV. Yeah. Because there wasn't any, you know, there was no shenanigans, there was no need for any, like, hoopahatties to be involved or, like, anything like that. So this was just, it was a really good tag team match. It was a great showcase for cheeseburger. Yeah, it was. It was really cool to see. Um, I am a cheeseburger fan. Uh, there's a really cool cheeseburger T-shirt out there. I want to get one of these days. I keep forgetting about it, and every time I look for it, I can't find it. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed this by far. Match of the night. And listen, the main event was good. And obviously, we'll get to that after this next bullshit segment. Um, but uh, Will, obviously, you've got a, a much better memory than I do. Um, anything you want to add to this? No, I, I said the big thing I wanted to point out is like cheeseburger is new. Like he's right, he's the dojo kid. He's the so got he's Roger like, Strong. He's like the dojo kid, like so he's tacking with Roger Strong, triple crown winner. Like anything you can do in a ring of honor, Roger Strong's done it. Bobby Fish. Talented martial arts, like IRL, like However you feel about him, like, the dude knows what he's doing. Kyle O'Reilly, you know, one of the best sellers. Again, cre- not the most charismatic guy, but great physical talent. Yeah. And to be able to put Cheeseburger held his own. Yeah. And like I said, he's fucking over his shit. Yeah, and, and over, I mean, yeah, I mean, it held his own and, you know, in, like, a believable way. So... You know, and I don't. Think- right, they're not having him. They're not having him do any crazy power moves. Like, but they're having him like he did, like the like he got like a head scissor, or he had like um when Roderick had the stronghold on, I think at one point, and then Jigger like caught you know, Riley had him, and almost like a a standing rings of Saturn kind of thing because he's so light. Or yeah. Riley doesn't like drop to his knees or whatever. He can stand up, but Cheeseburger's just wrenching back on both arms with like that butterfly stretch kind of thing. It's like, it's great, right? Because O'Reilly, he's not to a knee. Cheeseburger doesn't have the weight to like bring him down to a knee, but he's still like incapacitated, basically. It's like, this is great. Yeah. And um, wrestling can be fun. (laughs) You know, you just mentioned the rings of Saturn. So I still wish someday we would have gotten the Briscoes versus the Eliminators, but uh, that's another topic for another time. Um, but will another horrible set? I'm sorry, another segment. Uh, Hoopla uncut. Uh, this time with Satan. And basically, I was say I you were going to say, well, could you say this was the goddamn worst part of the show? <laughs> I I don't know how I missed that. So a, a guy a guy dressed as who's supposed to be this guy's dressed as Satan. He comes to the ring. He's like. You guys are taking this too far. The sleaze is too much. The like it's all too much. And then they knock they they, they rip the pay off. 
say it, and they're like, oh, I thought it would be bigger. And then he runs away. Well, I mean, he takes his pants off. Again. Scarlet, yeah, Scarlet, you know, Scarlet punches him in the dick, and then Silesia slams him. Um, Again, not anything. Didn't have anything. No, no. Could have done without it. Uh, but then we go to our main event, which was uh, Adrenaline Rush. Obviously, that is ACH and uh, Tadarius Thomas. This is your first time listening to Ring of Honor of uh, With Athena. Uh, versus with Athena. With uh, BJ Whitmer and Michael Elgin and Mischief. Uh, you know, and the code of honor is a here too. So, um, and then we start the match I, off. I don't, I don't want to come across the wrong way, but is it bad that my first thought when I saw this lineup was like, oh, they put all the black wrestlers on one team and they put all the white wrestlers on the other team? Yeah, I mean, it's not bad, but I mean, it's true. It's what it is, you know. I know it's it's probably nothing intentional because right? you know we're talking about like how thin the roster is like this we pretty much saw almost the entire ring of honor roster tonight. <laughs> yeah we just missed scum and steam that's all we were really missing so and the bravado brothers well and the briscoes but um the briscoes would not show up to an event <laughs> they're like man we got better shit to do yeah um but the match starts off with but the- this was this I just want to start by saying I kind of want to go back and rewatch this match because I watched on one sitting, and by the time we got to this match, I was at the point where I was just checking how much time was left because I'm like, I'm done. Like I'm fed up with this event. I want it to be over. And even though they only had the what half hour, yeah, for for this, I was looking at it and I'm like, I cannot wait for this half hour to be over. Even though I saw a lot of stuff that I thought was fun, I thought there was a lot of bits that were fun, and like, I think it could be a great match, but it was just, I was so soured on the show itself that like, that it's already starting like behind. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it was funny. You know, we started the match off almost with Athena versus Elgin. Uh, you know, that was that was done very well. Uh, but de- you know, oh, and the crowd wanted that too. The crowd yeah. all into that, and and everyone, <coughs> everyone wanted that except for one person, Miss Mischief, uh, which we kind of later find out uh, why. But uh, you know, Elgin versus uh, <laughs> you're right there, Will. <laughs> uh, but Elgin versus uh, you know, yeah. you know, but uh, you know, but, uh, oh, yeah, and then the crowd starts chanting that, uh, you know, if Elgin had beat up Athena, that he'd be sleeping on the couch. You know, so I thought that was kind of funny, so. Uh, and then TD and Elgin have a fun exchange, uh, including a cartwheel off and a dance-off. Uh, we even get a, a, a smile from Mischief. And then, uh, and then we get ACH to come in, does that's, the cartwheel. Damn, like, it was, it was fun. It, it, I'm sorry, I'm sorry if we just heard that way, but like ACH and mischief in the ring, and he's like winding up to do it. She's like, Do it. He's like, Man, I, I can't. Yeah. We got ACH doing the Carlton, we got him doing the sweep in the floor. Um, and then at one point, unfortunately, we get Whitmer versus Athena, which made me a little cringe with what we found out recently. Um, you know, but yeah, we find I, you know, obviously, it looks like Michael Elgin and mischief are a couple. You know, and like Will said, this is just fun. And once when they got serious, it was great action. 
These are four, you're five or six. So do do you want to highlight one spot where Michael Elgin and Mischief kind of kiss on each other, and you think, well, that's kind of a little weird until he turns around and miss Cedric Alexander. Well, to Darius Thomas, you mean? Oh, that's right. My bad. <laughs> I just really wanted to see Cedric Alexander. Um, well, he tweeted the other he misses wrestling, and I wanted to wrestle too. Yeah, we also miss Cedric Alexander wrestling, but uh, yeah, uh, that, I would say I think fun. it's also one of those things where I think tag team. I immediately think of seeing factor. Like I don't really like if you think of Ring of Honor tag teams, I don't think about Adrenaline Rush. I really don't. As much as I love ACH. Also, ACH selling the backfist. Yeah. Where he just crumpled. Yeah, it looked like he died. Um, yeah. Dude legit dropped face down, like face down, ass up. Didn't technically leave his feet, just crumpled. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of great action. But, you know, like Will said at, at the end of the match, uh, Mischief kisses Elgin, and then uh, Elgin turns around and misses uh, Tadarius, and then he hits the backfist, buckle bomb, the power bomb. Um, good fun match. Listen, I might go back and rewatch this. I was kind of the same boat. I know I kind of split it up, but I was kind of like, is this fucking over yet? Uh, good, great main event, you know, and we get a code of honor at the, at the end, you know, everyone's in pretty jovial mood. So, you know, and, uh, Tadarius just sits there the entire time with that green mist on his face the entire time. So. If yeah. this show didn't have truth martini, it didn't have all those unnecessary parts, basically. This could have been a really fun show. Yeah. So those last two matches were really good. And the opening match was fun. Like, it was a house show triple threat match, but it was still fun. It's like, I'll get on board with this. Like, I'm, I'm down. But, like, Jimmy Jacobs and, like, the Lumberjills and the... the the lap dance and the Satan bit, like the the negatives, the positives don't outweigh the negatives for me. So I wouldn't, I don't think I could recommend somebody to watch this show. Oh yeah, I would never do it to somebody. So yeah, um, Will, all in all, Will here. Before uh, we take a quick break to plug all of our friends, do you have any final thoughts here on House of Hoopla? And you know that's over with, and we're we're glad we never have to watch that ever again. Only watch it if you can find some kind of setup like New Japan does where you can just pick the individual matches to watch. Do not sit through the whole event. Yeah, and I hope this turns into a, a push for Cheeseburger. Uh, yeah, that tag team match was, was fire for sure. So, um, Well, Will, real quick, we're going to take a break here, plug all our friends. Um, obviously, you know, make sure you listen to all the shows here on uh, the Shining Wizards Network, but also... Make sure uh, Will and I will get a Visionaries Global Media uh, commercial written one of these days, uh, but make sure you are listening to our good friends over at uh, The Good Cop, Bad Cop. Uh, they just they were just came back after a month off, and uh, thanks again to Graham and his mom for getting our uh, United Kingdom stickers. Uh, obviously, the band from Ringside, our good friend, uh, former Watch Along member, Mr. JCB, uh, was currently on Nattering with E, another great episode. Make sure you check out that one. And we got Chris Talks Games. Uh, or Chris is getting on there talking about what kinds of games, and I may have to in a little bit more as uh, we talked a little bit off air. I'm beginning Nintendo Switch here soon. And then, obviously, the Brain Buster Boys, you know, Bull and Brett, both been on the show. 
a few times uh, now, so make sure you're checking out them. They are uh, working on their Vince and the Machine episodes, which are always great. And then, obviously, I know VFTR with uh, Chad's impending fatherhood. Um, he's about to have two children under two in his house. Uh, VFTR, you know, the, the Ooh, flagship. Sorry, boss. Uh, yeah. Is, uh, you know, obviously, they're on a little bit of a break, but uh, you will hopefully be able to hear uh, Chad and Diesel's uh, separately, uh, dulcet tones on this very show. And uh, Will always reminds me that I need to plug my own show, but make sure you check out the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup. Uh, I got a couple great conversations coming up here with uh, the Insane Eight coming up for Insane Milwaukee. Uh, but everyone, enjoy this commercial break from the Shining Wizards, and we'll talk to everybody on the other side. The Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh, we cry, we interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling, and we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday night on all social media platforms, and we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. What's up, folks? It's your boy, the Impact Player, Mr. Philly Ray, inviting all of you to check out the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we cover all things current in the world of pro wrestling, as well as paying homage to the old school, the squared circle. So listen in and find out why we are the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. Find us on all social media platforms and anywhere you get your podcast from. And as always, we are the proudest members of the Shining Wizards Network and Rant Entertainment Media. The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on the Shining Wizards Network. Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod and use the hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Broadcast Podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcast, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. Got 30 minutes to kill? Come check out 30 Screams or Less, where we review a horror movie in 30 minutes or less. We cover new movies and old ones, too. We'll give our honest thoughts on the movie, good or shit, as well as a rating of each one that we watch. New episodes weekly, available on the Shining Wizards Network and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. Come check us out at 30 Screams or Less. What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast, or playing in punk bands, or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums, then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots.
you like your music heavy, then check out Radioactive Metal on the Shining Wizards Network. For over 16 years now, Radioactive Metal has been one of the longest-running podcasts. Over the years, we've interviewed some legendary metal acts, had some awesome discussions, and cranked a hell of a lot of tunes. So join your cool Uncle Snowy and his co-host Aaron... For the audio mosh pit that is radioactive metal here on the Shining Wizards Network. Are you tired of being lied to every day by the mainstream media? Do you want to know what's really going on in the world? Do you want to make up your own mind about things and not be told what to think or say? Then listen to Inconclusive Breakdown, a weekly anti-PC look at the world of entertainment and current events brought to you without censorship or filters. You can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts, BitChute, and on ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. And also, we're a proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. All right, high fivers. Uh, you know, we are back, and obviously, make sure you check out all the great shows here on the Shining Wizards uh, Podcast Network and also Visionaries Global Media. And I did forget to mention uh, Dungeons and Junkies. I know they're on a little bit of a hiatus, I think, with obviously Chad's uh, impending um, fatherhood, but uh, will not to put you in the spot. So you're going to start checking because you're like a dun- you like your Dungeons and Junkies or uh, Dungeons and Dragons, right? I've never played. I think the people who I think the people who can commit the time and like go like in on it like mad respect for. Yeah, it's because those games like most go for a long time, weeks. Yeah, and I know people who just run like they just keep a story running where like it never technically ends. Like some people like jump on or jump off or whatever, but like. And there's communities where like you can find games like online and like there's people who just like it's like over Zoom and shit like yeah. is bringing in a bunch of people they don't even actually know. It's just like hey, I've, I'm a dungeon master. I have a campaign I want people to play. And people are like, sure, I'm in. Yeah, it's uh, it's really cool. And listen, and I was never one of those kid in the kids to pick on you know people. I'm like, oh, that's really fucking because yeah, it's I mean, and you look at the people that play Dungeons and Dragons, they're super creative, super intelligent. Um. Yeah, a couple of the super in my high school, a couple of the super jocks uh, who were also super quote unquote dorks played, and it was like, wow, um, that was pretty fucking cool. My, I don't know their names, but there's a group of people who do like the, the shorts, they do like the reels or TikTok kind of format where they do different, like it's supposed to be different, like ridiculous, like D&D campaigns. Like, there's one that's like you're, you're all working at a Waffle House, or there's one where. Like, they're all supposed to be pro wrestlers, and the guy kind of looks a lot like Orange Cassidy. He's like, oh, my, my wrestler's going to, like, wear jeans. And they're like, uh-huh. He's going to wear a white T-shirt. They're like, are you trying to be Orange Cassidy? He's like, who's that? <laughs> no. So um, I'll, I'll try to I'll try to check, track one of those down, and I'll, and I'll, yeah. uh, I'll send it to you. I just don't yeah. remember what their name of, like, the, of the their, like, channel or anything. So I have to just wait for it to hopefully pop up. Yeah, and those shows um, that they do are—I've listened to a couple of them, and I obviously know it's Chad and Matt from uh, Good Cop, Bad Cop. I don't know the other two people. I'm sorry, uh, my my teammates here, but uh, they're really well produced and really like like I listen. Like I have no idea what you're talking about, but they present it in a really cool way. We're like, okay, well, all right, 
Interesting. So, um, yeah, so make sure you check out those shows. Uh, but, Will, we've got a, a TV. So, basically, um, this is technically like you would put it in our text message list. So, this is basically the go-home show uh, for next week's upcoming Steel Cage Warfare, uh, which we've been building to for way too fucking long. Uh, but, um, interestingly enough, uh, something a little different, so we don't get the intro right away, we actually get Scum in a limo in a very WWE-type segment. Uh, basically, Carino is running down Baltimore. Uh, so, basically, Scum's in, in a limousine uh, from Matt Hardy. So, obviously, it's Matt Hardy, Carino, Jacobs, Red Titers, Cliff, Clomp, Cliff Compton, and um, Rhino. Um, and, uh, you know, Carino doing his running down Baltimore just where they're going. Uh, you know, he's ripping on Cal Ripken and Ray Lewis, and, uh, you know, he's asking Matt Hardy even fuck Cal Ripken's wife and all this other stuff. Um, did you ever hear the rumors about Cal Ripken's wife? What this is kind of alluding yeah. to? So, basically, uh, the rumor was that she slept with Kevin Costner and that um, Cal Ripken found out about it, and him and Costner got into a fight, so they, like, made up this, like, electrical shortage where they couldn't play the game so you can keep the streak going. Um, so they've, they've referenced that in other shows like the Kevin Costner stuff. So Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Well, um, yeah, I mean... Which this is was... I didn't hate the limo bit. It was a little long, and you could tell they, they didn't really all seem to be on the same page because there was a lot of, like, right guys and then like, uh... Yeah. Did I don't know if this is this is intentional. Scum feels like the least cohesive unit. And they're supposed to be this factor, but they don't feel like a unit. Did Jimmy Jacobs look very disinterested in this segment? And do you think that was done on purpose? I think a lot of them looked uninterested in this segment. Okay. Um like Karina was into it, Matt Hardy was into it, but like I mean, Rhino was just kind of sitting there. Rhett Titus was just kind of sitting there. Like, you'd think you'd see a bit more camaraderie if they're supposed to be like these, like this band of hooligans, who really, for the the entire feud they've had with Rhino, have been on the upper hand. Yeah, the entire time, with the exception of a handful of matches where Steen beat individual members. But I mean, for the most part, they've gone largely unopposed. Yeah. And then even that steam thing, that, that last, but you know, well, I mean, if you listen to the show, uh, our, our feelings on scum are very well documented. And this is your first time listening to Ring of Honor Reverly. Uh, Will, I don't mean to speak for Will here, but we're basically like, fuck scum. Um, I'm over it. It could have been, it could, like, I'm hoping we're kind of getting towards the end ish, or at least a pivot in direction. It could have been done well, but like I said, like, we have these. These guys were in this this limo, right? And Carino's like, "Oh, we're grateful for like the limos and the restaurants, and everything." Like, the whole group doesn't feel like a cohesive group. Like, this doesn't feel like a bunch of people who are like in it together. Like, it, it I don't know, maybe that's part of the way the story goes. Yeah, that's is, what like, mean, this is Carino and Matt Hardy. Yeah, and like everybody else is kind of like, like, what about the rest of us? Like, we're, yeah, want- we're all here too. I wonder if that's by design. So I guess we'll find out next week, Will. So, um, and actually, I will find out in roughly about uh, fourteen hours. Uh, but I, uh, I, I still kind of wish that Jimmy Jacobs had won that TV title. Be fun, yeah. I mean, especially if I mean, if Matt Hardy were to perhaps get that world title, and then it's like, oh, we have 
the titles in Scum, it's like Jimmy Jacobs is the more over champ. Like, would that bother Matt Hardy? Would Matt Hardy have to have both belts? Yeah. It's, uh... And then you would have had uh, splinters in the group. Another founding member kind of being like on, on the outs, right? And then it's like, damn, two of the founding members of Scum were kind of like booted, basically, by Matt Hardy. Yeah. We don't get that. Instead, we, we get our intro. We're still in Baltimore. We're still at the Dubrins Arena. And uh, we've got Will Ferrara coming yeah. into the ring. Speaking of Ring of Honor Dojo, uh, making his debut versus Adam Cole. And obviously, Will here, uh, Steve Carino is going on with his man crush on Adam Cole. Uh, obviously, well, that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, he like, he like holds his he holds his hand out or whatever for like Adam Cole to come like give him a high five or whatever, and he just like ignores him. Yeah. And Kevin Kelly's like, yeah, that's a it's a great relationship you guys apparently have. <laughs> and show it to Kevin Kelly. Um, he's doing a great job on on the G1 right now. Um, and it appears that Tanahashi has won 95 G1 matches. It's fucking ridiculous. I mean, when there's however many matches they have a year, I mean, that it's still impressive. They only have, I mean, they're only having, you know, seven block matches this year, so. Oof. But anyways, uh, it's not a New Japan podcast quite yet. Uh, we'll see what happens in 10 years when uh, Tony Khan takes over. But, you know, and uh, Roddy comes out, talks a bunch of shit on Cole, and then Cole's doing the whole rah-rah back again. And he's like, if I dishonored you in Ring of Honor, blah, 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 blah. You know, and then, uh, you know, Cole tells Ferrara to hit the bricks respectfully. He wasn't a prick about it. And then we get Cole versus Roderick Strong again. I mean, I love these two together, but it just seems odd. Yeah, and Karina loses his mind because Cole tells Ferrara, he's like, I really want to have a match with you. He's like, you deserve the spotlight. Like, and I'd happily wrestle you any other time. He's like, but tonight I've got to have this rematch with Roddy. Yeah. And he's like, and I'm sure the crowd would love to see a rematch. And the crowd's like, yeah, well, we would. And Carino's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, he's not wrong. Um, I had to chuckle. Carino thinks that the code of honor is outdated like the Constitution. I was like, wow, that's a, that's a drop. Um, you know, I mean, he's not wrong, but we won't talk about that here. But uh, then we get our 855 cash now. I still haven't called that number back, Will, but I need to. Our Race and Sandy Fork DVD. Um, we, we should do a watch along of that one of these days. So um, I do own it. And uh, this week's picture is Mischief. And she cuts an awkward promo. But they were back to the match. Uh, Macrino likes Roddy but hates Roddy. Uh, you know, obviously there's a good back and forth between these two. But he asks, he poses the question, why isn't Roddy a heel? Because really, since Roddy left the House of Truth stuff, Roddy hasn't really been kind of like expressly like one way or the other. Yeah, he I mean, just, we just saw House of Hoopla. He he was kind of working face House of Hoopla, and he kind of, I, I would say overall has been more of like a face. But again, he doesn't really have any like feuds or anything. So he's just he's legit just coming out and having matches, banger matches. It's, oh. Why yeah. isn't Roddy a heel? Why isn't he a bad guy? You know, and Carino's are not wrong in a lot of these points. So, um, you know, and then uh, obviously, you know, Cole and Roddy have this great chemistry, obviously. Uh, at the end of the match, they're both punching each other. 
Uh, they hit the mat, and then Paul or Paul, but Paul Turner got kicked earlier, so he's kind of laid on the in the corner. But Carino throws in the chain. Roddy grabs the train, chain, but Cole sees him, kicks him, punches him, knocks him out. But Paul Turner sees it and disqualifies him. So Cole loses the match because of Steve Carino. Well, Adam Cole lost the match because he used the chain. He gave in because Roddy was going to hit him with a chain. So Cole's like, fuck it, I'll hit you with the chain. Because then he's yelling at the referee, he's like, he was going to hit me with it first. It's like, dog, ref didn't see that. Yeah. Then um, Adam Cole storms away, irate. So and does Carino, does Carino chase after him? Does Carino leave commentary? A, a little bit, but no. I mean, yeah, they did a bunch of promos after that, so I think he's back by then. Um, yeah, I don't really remember, so, you know, it would make sense. But then we get a, a steel cage warfare. You know, Whitmer knows Lethal and Elgin, and, you know, is, is Kevin Steen going to be Kevin Steen? And, you know, Elgin and Lethal pretty much say the same thing. Um uh, but next, Will, we've got the limo rolls back up. So they're at the Dewburn Serena with a bunch of marks outside and uh, a very interesting promo where Matt Hardy's offering hundred, basically $100 for that, uh, to tear up that guy's sign. Um, right. He's like, he's like, look at you with your, your Kevin Steen shirt. Like, you don't have any true loyalty to, like, Ring of Honor or whatever. And he's, he's offering money. And he's he ends up saying, I will give you this entire stack of money. And the guy's like, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. So then they just take a sign and rip it up anyway. Yeah. So, um, interesting. But uh, And then we get uh, my favorite cell phone guy in the announce. Obviously, they're going to be back at the Maple Leaf Gardens uh, in a couple weeks for All-Star Extravaganza. But Paul London's going to be back. So that's going to be fun. So, And then, Will, to our main event. And, yes, we only have two matches this week. No inside Ring of Honor. This episode went quick. Uh, and I'm thinking maybe because I watched it on two times the speed. Oh, Will, because I could. Oh, you yeah. could. There, there wasn't all these things. I don't think when I watched House of the Hoopla, but you know, the next day when right. I watched the TV, there it was. Yeah, um, I could. I could go forward and backwards ten seconds. Um, I could. I could watch double the speed. And uh, you know, I still can't press play when I first bring it up. It takes me three times for refresh for it to play, but. It, uh, it's a work in progress. Work it's in getting progress. there, though. Yeah, now if they can only add shit. But uh, but we get uh, Matt Hardy versus Jay Briscoe for the Ring of Honor world title. And uh, Will, when I first saw there was 24 minutes left in the episode, I was pretty fucking excited. I'm like, all right, cool. We're going to get like a like a match match. Uh, but then Steve Carino comes in and introduces Matt Hardy for like three fucking minutes. And I'm not exaggerating about the three minutes, am I, Will? It, it's, it feels like for because he, he, it's all the same shit. It's like Boo Baltimore, you know, Cal Ripken, Ray Lewis, that 9-11 thing. Like, you all remember where JF, you were when JFK got shot. You all remember where you were when that 9-11 thing happened. It's like the 9-11 thing. Like, we're not too far removed from that, so that seemed a little... Yeah. Again, but is that him just trying to be edgy, trying to get like the heat, and it's just not because even the crowd's kind of like, eh, not, yeah. not, not really feeling that. And then he's like, the man, man. 
it's like, why are we doing this? Yeah, he strokes Matt's face and like, like what? It's like, why? What? What? Who was the thought process? Like, who said after the first time we did that? It's like, yeah, let's just keep doing that. Um, then we got a match, you know, Jay clear to compete. Oh, sorry, Brooklyn. Oh, said you can take this title from my cold dead hands. Um, yeah. Um, you know, they fight, and, you know, like, I'm not a wrestler, but I will give Matt Hardy kudos here. Um, it seemed like he was doing a pretty good job of protecting Jay's shoulder on that. Uh, he was working, working the shoulder, but I think in real life, he was doing a pretty good job of protecting him, which was good to see. Um, you know, and then obviously Matt Hardy does kick out of a Jay driller, but uh, you know, and that only happens if Jay's hurt. Um, you know, and J- Jay, I, we said a bunch of times, you know, obviously, you know, Jay, we miss you, but he's a tough son of a bitch. You oh, yeah, know, he, was, he was eating the barricade and shit on the outside. And that submission hold he had, that, that uh, front, like, um, full Nelson thing? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, but, I, I was kind of hoping at one point Jay was going to choke Matt Hardy with the tape when, his, when like, the shoulder tape was starting to come undone. It was just kind of, like, flapping around. I was kind of hoping he was going to just, like, you know, like, string him up a little bit. Um, but because he hits, uh, he hits the, the the back suplex off the top rope. Which, if you got a bum shoulder, that's not the move. There's, uh, yeah. I, listen, once again, I'm not a wrestler, but I don't know how there's any way anyone protects you for that. And uh, you know, and Jay ate three twist of fates in this in this match. He did two know? two of them consecutively. Like Matt Hardy hit it, picked him up again, and hit another one. Um, which is, it's. I get it's a story, but at the same time, it, it does feel a little like how my, my suspension of disbelief is starting to get a little over suspended. Right. Um, but yeah, and then uh, in the end, you know, Jay wins with a roll up. Great. I mean, it just makes sense. You know, I mean, he, yep, he outmaneuvers, he out, he outmaneuvers out of a, a, another twist of fate, catches Hardy with the, the, the old schoolboy. And, uh, yeah, so Jay retains. Uh, then the NWO sl- shows up. I mean, slash gum. You know, and then... Oh, Rhino, Rhino gores the fuck out of Jay Briscoe. Right out of his boots. Those boots were probably up in the rafters with Sting. They were... <laughs> um, yeah, and then, but Mark comes out, uh, does a lot of fun chops, and then, but Steve Carino knocks him in the back of the head with a roll of quarters, because that's what you do to someone that's concussed. Obviously, it's gimmicks, you know. Um, well, yeah. like the concert, like they do the concertos to him after, which is supposed to be like you can tell they're like they're not anywhere near his head, like they're which was awesome. Yeah, kudos to Rhino, which is like, one of those things like cameras, cameras. It's like ah, cameras are kind of ruin it, but it's like obviously they're not going to actually like. Hey, if this this guy's maybe having concussions, we're definitely not going to hit him in that chair. Yeah, I mean, it's, like it's not, Carino does the punch, but it's like I'm sure Carino had a pretty loose grip. Like I'm sure it was like, yeah, they're not looking to hurt a guy who's already because Jay hurt, looked a, which he, apparently, which okay. apparently Mark Briscoe is hurt now, and that's why he's out of the main event. 
death, death he's out of death before dishonor because he was working through stuff and apparently Tony Khan was checking in with him he was like are you good and he's like nah not really yeah um so concertos but lots of chair shots just yeah but uh you know and obviously the ring of honor team comes out trying to make the save but once again I don't know why these guys don't come out with scissors because they all get zip tied to the ring you know and then uh they yeah, said they want to end Jay Briscoe's career. So uh, they get on the top rope, and now they've got Jay's arm in a chair, and Matt Hardy jumps off top rope onto the chair, and uh, they 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 pulmonize his shoulder. And uh, you see, and this is the first time we actually see Jay Briscoe like acknowledge pain uh, for the most part. And then you know, Carino says that Ring of Honor will burn in steel cage warfare, and uh, we cut to the end of the episode. Now, Will and I, uh, in pre-production and uh, throughout uh, text yeah, messages. Kevin, Kevin Kelly sends us off. Like, there's – this doesn't, like, fade to black or anything. Kevin Kelly's like, we're done. Like, we're out of here. Like, this is – like, like Kevin Kelly's losing his mind. Yeah. Because by the time they finally get security out there, it's like, Nigel, what the fuck are you doing this whole time? And there's no Kevin Steen. Yeah. So we are going into Steel Cage Warfare. I, I, I called it a go-home show. Steel Cage Warfare isn't a pay-per-view. But I mean, it might be the it might be the entirety of this TV match, right? It might they might stretch it out for the majority of their their hour-long time slot. But it's not a pay-per-view. No. So we're going into this right with the faces like Ring of Honor, as stated, is already down bad. Ring of Honor versus Scum win loss record is dog shit. Scum's already Scum's won at this point, basically. Like, they... <laughs> I mean, you're probably what, at least eighty percent of the time, at least if not closer to ninety. Because the only wins that Ring of Honor has are whatever singles wins Kevin Steen has over individual members of Scum. And there was one, but even then, he beat he beat Rhett, he beat Cliff. We didn't even see the Cliff Compton match. Yeah, and I think Jay Lethal. And he, yeah, I think Jay Lethal. That's right, Jay Lethal beat, won one. Yeah, he beat uh, Jacob someone. But yeah, it's it's literally eight, eight, in the 80s, a very conservative estimate. But uh, I did not like this. Will did. Um, Will, what are your thoughts here? We flip flop. Well, as I just said, my, my, the suspension of my disbelief being kind of at its suspendious point. Suspendious. <laughs> It's like, can I reasonably believe that Tame Ring of Honor can actually win this this match? And the answer is no. Because Scum comes out on top at the end of, like, every interaction. Elgin, Whitmer, and Lethal are not a cohesive team. They're the guys that are there. And... Steen is supposedly part of this team, but then Steen doesn't come out. But at the same time, they didn't come out to help Steen prior, right? Yeah. And that was the big thing. Is anybody going to come down and help Steen? Yeah. No. So, like, is this team going to be able to coexist? Is Steen actually out of scum? There's a lot of things that, I mean, Steel Cage Warfare is basically for all the marbles because if Carino's, if scum wins, Carino is the booker.
I know this is an audio podcast, but uh, this is me. Tom, Tom is hanging his head. Tom is so Tom. I liked it in the fact that it actually like it felt like something of consequence actually happened. Okay. Like it wasn't just like a regular beatdown. Like, like Jay Briscoe was barely like you know quote unquote clear to compete with the shoulder. Now the shoulder is like it's fucked. Like the shoulder is garbage. So it's like you know as a, if you're a WWE watcher, you say okay, well does that mean it gets vacated? If you can't wrestle, you can't defend it. Does it get vacated? At a point, no matter how much Briscoe wants to say, I'm going to wrestle with it, there's a point you can't. And that's supposedly the point that we're at. So it's like, what happens with the world title? You know, what do they do with that? What do they do with, with Scum? Like, how is Team Ring of Honor supposed to feel like they have... Like, these guys aren't just, like, down in the fourth quarter. These guys were praying for a mercy rule to be instated in the first yeah. inning. Like that's a good oh that's a really good that's a good reference Will. Yeah. There that's price. That's that's I know people listen. I, I didn't get this Oakland nomination because I don't know sports. Yay sports. Right. There's no reason to believe that Ring of Honor can or should win this match. Like if you if you were to read this, like as a novelization, you're like, "There's no way these guys can win. There's no way they're gonna win. They probably will because then it's like the big triumphant, like, oh, they did it.' But it's like, they shouldn't. They suck. <laughs> yeah, they get they get outsmarted at every turn. So, why are they not bringing out chairs? Why are they not bringing out? Nintendo sticks or baseball bats or chains or it's like because it's not honorable it's like get fucked they're not gonna give like you just watched them destroy a guy's shoulder bring a fucking chair out with you equalize it a little yeah I I, I don't know it's just yeah. so I obviously will I ask you this every week you know so this is your first episode of Ring of Honor TV would you keep watching uh, would this have would this have wrapped you up? Like, I mean, would you be in the steel cage warfare for next week, which you're getting on free TV? So I, I would have liked I would have liked the open I would have I liked the opening match, and you know if I, like it's the story carryover, right? Like I'm I know for sure that I'm being shown this story, and I'm going to get told there's this big ass steel cage match for all the marbles next week. I'd be like, well, son of a bitch. I got to tune in next week. I got to make sure that tapes in the VCR so I can hit record and, and, uh, and catch it. Yeah. I'm the WB. So I'm assuming he's on the WB by you. That's where it was pretty much everywhere else. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Cause I never watched ring of honor on the TV. It was on Nesson for a while, which is like our local, like, New England Sports Network, whatever. But it wasn't on there for very long. Impact was on there, too, for a little bit. Yeah, cause, I mean, I know it was on w- the WB in, in Milwaukee, but I don't know about it in Madison. But, uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, as a let's say if this is new to me, I'm like, oh, this is interesting, but it's tough being, you know, someone that's watched this for 82 episodes in a row. Um, I just can't see. I mean, the way it's booked, obviously, yeah, it looks like you know, Ring of Honor's way down, but I just can't. Well, I, I'm not, I'll keep my thoughts till next week. Um, if you haven't been watching it, you're not burnt out on the scum stuff already. Like you've been burnt out on the scum storyline for a while now. Since about January. If and they were going to draw it out this long, they could have really spaced out the members coming in, right? We could have, like, maybe have Rhett Titus start out on Tangeram Honor. And maybe he goes for a while and he's like, you know, I'm kind of sick of being on the losing side of this. I'm going to join the team that's winning. Yeah. And, you know, if you want to bring Adam Cole into it more it's and have him be like, bro you got to join the team that's winning. Like, I get, like, you know, your your own moral code or something. Like, I want to win. Yeah. I got fucked. My my tag team title ring got fucked because of Charlie Haas, because of my partner. Because everybody's like, nobody's doing shit for me. I'm going to start doing shit for me. And Adam Cole's like, oh, gosh, I just wanted to win the match by count out. I wasn't trying to be dishonorable. You know, and it sucks Jimmy well, Rave disappeared. I mean, it would have been cool to see Jimmy Rave, you know. You know, I, I'm not sure what happened. Hopefully he was okay. Obviously, we know what happens here eight years later in his life. Because it, it really feels like they, they rushed and they almost kind of blew their water with it too soon. Yeah. But even the NWO gradually added people, and it kept snowballing. This was just kind of like they shook the, the, the bucket of action figures out. It's like, you're all in scum. So... Um, but next week should be interesting. Uh, you know, we will be reviewing that next week. But uh, there's a long week. Will, I appreciate you watching both of these, uh, you know, these episodes. And we did find some positives on it here. But uh, Will, before we pull a train into the proverbial station, as the kids like to say. Uh, actually, I don't think the kids say that, but they probably should. Do you have any final thoughts, Will? Just thank you to our wives. Thank you to our stable mates on VGM and the Shining Wizards Network. There's great shows all around. There's there's some something for just about everybody. Uh, join the Wizards Discord; it's free. There's links on on their page. Talk movies. We talk music. There's a book club. We never really got a book club started, but there's a book club channel. That's basically dominated by Will and I. So. Um, but uh, yeah, and thanks for thanks, Tom. Tom does all the work, so I would not have this Oakland nomination <laughs> if it wasn't for Tom. Tom, if if there was like an Oscars presentation or whatever, Tom, Tom would be my date, and I would be like pulling <laughs> my 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 speech out of my jacket, and they just they'd cut to Tom in the crowd. Yep, and then and then Will be sleeping on the couch that night because he didn't take his wife. He took, took me instead of his wife. So, <laughs> Will, Will, thank you. Um, yeah, I can. You know, everybody, thank you all the former guests. Uh, we're gonna start. I want to say recycling. That's not the right word. Uh, we got some new guests coming up, and uh, we want to get some old guests back on for sure. We got a, a plethora of uh, awesome guests to choose from. So, um, and if you want a guest, hit us up. DM DMs are always open. At I'm at. W. Mercer Jr., he's at Hot Five Tom. We're at, at ROH Revelry. Yeah. Inboxes galore. 
you yeah. you can stick you can stick your request in any box you want. Oh, and uh, that that statement's really directed at you, uh, Mr. UTT Rob. So you know how to get a hold of me. So, um, awesome. Well, it's getting late, but will thank you, my friend. And uh, high fivers. We will talk to everybody next week for Steel Cage Warfare. Later. This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale.